There's much more to be afraid of. <laughs> so welcome everybody. So nice to have you in this circle. Let us make uh, an offering in our hearts as we enter this haunted wood. You know, tonight I might sound hyperbolic on this telling stories, but it is no lie that at this very moment in time, there is an eclipse of the moon. It's a very, very important moment in time that many ancients would have looked at and saw something from heaven being eaten, being consumed, being garbled away. The light of the, of the, of the night. So that's going on. It's a full moon. We are entering the gates through Halloween. And Halloween is a very sacred time of year. Are you familiar with the true meaning of Halloween? Well, if we were to take our year, 360 degrees, and put it, dissect it into a pie, across at the equinoxes, this way, where we have equal day and night. We had an equinox not long ago, right? And then across at the top, solstice to solstice. And then we took that pie in four pieces and we X'd it again. And that point in between the equinox and the winter solstice is what's called Samhain or Halloween. And it's at that time, which is sometimes celebrated as the Celtic New Year. But you could also think of it astrologically as entering in through the gates of hell. Astrologically speaking, because any time after Halloween until the spring equinox returns, in order to survive, we need the light of fire. We need warmth. We need to burn wood. We, the, the, the food no longer grows from the plants. So in order to take food, we have to kill it, take life. And so this is the gates of hell. This is why the word hell is a Norse word symbolic of this time of uh, separation from the light. The, the, the living time of year. Well, uh, as we enter into these woods, we will leave behind the um, comforts of modernity, the lights, the, and move into the, the wilderness, ruled by the goddess Artemis. Artemis is the goddess that rules the moon and rules the wild. Her twin brother, Apollo, rules metropolis. This is where we get the word metropolis. Rules the, the music and the, the pleasure and the air conditioning and fake heat, the, the fake lights, the libraries, all of these types of things. And now we enter into the realm of Artemis. And I always like to think about Artemis as we move into a, a wild space so that her blessing will be with us so that all of the wild animals that come up to us will be mostly friendly. And I think that all of the animals that are in these woods 
are generally harmless. Generally. But, I say, if you are prepared to meet your doom, then enter into these woods tonight alone. But, if you are prepared to come back to this location in one piece and survive this experience, well, stay together as a group and follow me as your guide as we go on this supernatural herb walk. <laughs> Does anyone know what date it is? What's the date? 28th. It's the anniversary. It's the anniversary, October 28th. It was on this very night. It wasn't an, it wasn't a full moon. It was the blackness of a new moon. A man lost in these woods thought that he would never see his loved ones again. Could not see his way. Looking around trying to find the trail. When all of a sudden, behind him, a sharp pain, burning pain, searing his legs. Ah. So, he said, I'm just going to keep looking. I'm going to keep looking for the trail. But it was pitch black. So he's on his hands and knees trying to find the trail. And then, on his hands, that burning pain again is stinging, ah, burning his hands. So he keeps looking, and he's going towards the graveyard, and he feels the pain start to subside. And he looks at the graveyard, and he says, I don't want to go in that direction. I want to go back home my loved ones by the fire tell tell my children the story of this night so that they may know as a warning never to do what I did come out here at night by myself so he turns around and finds himself looking for the trail again and once again burning pain stinging searing all over his body finally he remembers I have a flashlight. <laughs> so he turns on the flashlight. And what did he see? Stinging nettle. And it was warning him. Don't go that way. Because if you do, you will fall down the cliff to your doom. That's the story. So he went back home and he told his family that. He lived that night. And he came back here and he thanked the stinging nettle for offering it uh, its warning of protection for him. Protection for his space. You see, that's the medicine of nettle. It's not saying, 
I'm dangerous, it's saying watch where you're going because you're getting off of the trail. You're not paying attention to what you're doing. This is what I call awareness medicine. On each one of these nettles are tiny hairs that are filled. You, you don't have to touch it. I'm just going to show you. They're filled. Each one of those little hairs is filled with a venom. And that venom will deliver a sting. And that sting will come and it will it'll make your skin burn and sear. And redness will rise to the surface. Well, that's medicine too. Just like a bee sting is medicine for people with arthritis and for taking pain that's dull and deep and down in the tissues and allowing the body to remember to circulate that energy into that area and bring whatever stagnation is there to the surface and out so that it can be expressed. And a practitioner that delivers these stings is performing what is called urtication. And I will do so now, I'll demonstrate. Okay, doesn't really hurt that much. <laughs> See, it's a friendly sting. It's friendly. You know, like to, nice to see you, old pal. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see here in a second. These stings that are bringing this pain, and these urtications, these swellings to my hands, this redness. That is a great therapy, especially if you have an injury that just won't heal, something deep down. Um, I've stung myself in, in, in the face with this nettle once to clear a black eye a few days before my wedding. And guess what? She said, I do. And we lived happily ever after. <laughs> and you wouldn't know it from the pictures how rough and rowdy I was a few days before. Uh, and all the penance that I had to give myself stinging myself in the face, saying, I won't do it again. This is one of the most nutritious plants in nature too. Of course, it's got, it's really high in calcium and magnesium, many, many nu nutritional minerals that um, are accessible by putting this into a tea. And when you put this living plant into hot water, it screams. No, it, uh, it neutralizes the sting. The sting is gone. So therefore you're not stinging your mouth. But another way to neutralize the sting is just to take the leaf and crush it upon itself so the juices are, have neutralized the sting. And that way you can chew it without getting stung in your mouth. Now I've done this many times. and Sometimes I don't neutralize them all the way. And I sting myself in the mouth and that feels funny. <laughs> not like hilarious, but like odd. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it tastes like spinach, it tastes like a nice wild green. And this is a plant that it's growing by water. There's a ephemeral river down there that 
many who did not heed the sting have succumbed to and perished in. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Don't know. It's possible, though. The woods are haunted. They are. I can't believe tonight is the anniversary and I didn't know it. <laughs> There's two types of nettle in this woods. This is the European nettle, let's just say. The non-native nettle, quote-unquote. And uh, this is botanically named Urtica dioica, after the urtication. The urtication just means like welts. You can see there's like little welts coming up on my hand right now. There's, there's one right there. It's not super stingy, this one. Eh, that one got me. Uh, <laughs> but there's another one that's over there that's now kind of looks a little bit more like this. And it's, uh, it's called wood nettle. And that one is the native nettle. And they're both interchangeable as far as nettles go, as far as the medicine of nettles go. But I prefer this one because it's a lot easier to handle. I can come here with confidence and pick nettles like this with my hands, with my bare hands. And why? Because I, nettle is an awareness medicine. And when you're on the right, uh, when you have the right, uh, I don't know, confidence when approaching let's just say a dog, right? If you, if you come up to a dog and it's coming up to you and, and you're like, hey, hey, nice doggy, I hope you don't bite me. The dog's going to get nervous and it's going to, when the dogs get nervous, you know, that's what happens. Well, the same thing with Nettle. If I come up and I'm like, hey, Nettle, uh, can I please pick you? Don't sting me. But if I'm like, hey, Nettle, what's up? Oh, such a good boy. <laughs> And I don't mind this thing so much. I'm familiar with it, and I've done it before. And I've even put batteries in my mouth uh, as dare, and I do all kinds of crazy stuff. So the sting of nettle is friendly and familiar to me, and I love it. And I love the therapy of it. But of course, they say the remedy is always by, the, the remedy for the sting is always growing near stinging nettle. And... For one, I know that I could just use the, the stinger. I'm sorry, I could use the, uh, the the plant itself and crush it and use the juices to neutralize the sting so it doesn't sting so much anymore. But those, uh, sometimes, the, the I should say the welts, like the redness will go away. But I really like that zinging vibration that it brings to the surface here. It really feels good when you have pain, when you have deep, dull, achy pain that just won't go away. Think of that uh, as a type of remedy for nettle. Now, it's so effective. It's so effective for that type of pain that I almost want to tell everyone that has a question for me, hey, Kyle, do you got anything for my knees? They hurt so bad. They're just like aching all the time. It's like deep down in there. I don't really, it's just like my whole leg. I want to say, hey, buddy, go take a hike <laughs> and sting yourself with nettle. And I mean it in the nicest possible way. I'm not saying like, you know, leave, get out of my face. But I, I mean it like, go take a hike right away, sting yourself with nettle and never come back because you'll be cured. But uh, 
I usually open with something more like, oh, I got some of this, I got some, I got some salve, I got this other thing that's really good. You know, there's this, there's this remedy. I don't think you'd be interested in it though. No, I don't think so. No, tell me, I'll try anything. I'll try anything. I've tried it all. I've had surgery. I've had this. I've had that. I'll try anything. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay, fine. <laughs> on yes go into the woods on a moonless night and find the only plant that you'll be able to identify in the darkness none other will you'll be able to reveal will reveal their, their secrets under the shroud and occultation of the light but of the friendly sting I have a, a jingle for Nettle, and it's a song that the owls love. <laughs> and it's also a song that my son loves. And every night he says, Hi, 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 which means he wants me to sing it to him and rock him. And I, I, I is, you know, the sound that you make when you sting yourself with Nettle. Hi, hi, hi. goes like this. I, I, I know a plant that makes my body feel green like a chicken in spring. I, I, I identified on a moonless night. It was quite a friendly sting. In a soup, in a pesto, in a tea kettle, stinging nettle. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on nettle? It's one of my favorite plants. Mine too. You have to be kind of initiated into the friendliness of this one. <laughs> Would it help if there was like an active injury? Like if someone like tore their I think it's really helpful for swelling because it helps bring. Um, it helps bring our pro-inflammatories to the site, but I think it's more suitable for prolong, like healing something that isn't healing properly. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be the first thing I would think of like, oh, cool, you tore your meniscus, <laughs> follow me. Yeah. <laughs> but you tore your meniscus, oh, that sucks. All right, well, a couple weeks from now, come on to this patch, take off your clothes, roll around in here. If anyone says anything, they'll just, just tell them you're the wolf man. <laughs> or like arthritis, arthritis pain. It's yeah, arthritis, arthritis, arthritic pain. Arthritic pain. So I would say from healing in general, but maybe not that acute sense of healing. Have you ever heard the story of the Scotsman? That is a man from Scotland that was buried alive. Well, it's celebrated in memory of this man every August in Scotland. There's a place called, there's a place <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> Name I forget, uh, called Fairy something. And anyway, they, they remember this man, the Scotsman, who was buried alive by covering him 
in bursts over and over and over until he is no longer recognizable and he's living still but he's buried and he's buried alive <laughs> his name is the bury man <laughs> I'm serious the bury man look it up it's a really fun holiday so the bury man it's a tradition where you, uh, it's an honor it's an honor for this person to be the covered in burrs and he has a, a whole suit covered in burrs and um, and his whole he's just like one hole for an eye another hole for an eye basically what they do is they first they wrap this guy up like a mummy with an ace bandage all around his body and uh, they don't mummify him they just put cover him with burrs and then they have a, a hat or a, a full face covering enough for this man to see and a little hole for his mouth and he walks around the town and it's tradition that everywhere he goes you must offer him scotch <laughs> and it's August and it's hot and this man is covered with burrs as his honor and he's being led by two what look like masons Scotland after all and uh, <clears throat> he's carrying a staff and people will go up to him and they have their scotch whiskey which tastes like perfume it's disgusting um, to me that is and <laughs> they have a straw in it and they put it in his mouth and he drinks it and he just keeps going and going and he goes all day long it sounds very Scottish, right? And then he came here and he fell down into this spot right here. And as, as he grew, he went mad with the burrs. They were driving him crazy. They were itchy, scratching his skin. And he fell down and where, he, where his body was, directly under my feet, he turned into this plant right here. This is burdock. Burr from the burrs of this plant, which you have all over you. Yes, that's about right. Yes, yes. And dock means large leaf. So, a large leaf burry plant, and gosh, if he only knew that the plant itself would be the remedy for his madness, his itching, his uh, drunkenness, <laughs> this plant is a great liver remedy. It's one of the best liver remedies, and I think it's very interesting that we have so much of it in Milwaukee way more than any other place I've seen it. The root of the plant is a taproot. It goes six feet under. 
to where the bury man lies. And it pulls up his essence <laughs> and delivers the... It goes way deeper than six feet, by the way. Sometimes they can go 30 feet. These tap roots are... They're substantial and they go straight down and they have little tiny sometimes microscopic root tips that go and they pull up minerals from deep deep down and they pull up all of the uh, decayed matter and dead buriment from generations past and they bring those minerals up to the top of the soil and they lay them generously down onto the soil so that the soil can be fertile for the next for whatever's next and then after a few you know, years of doing this, the burdock says, my job here is done, and it, and it grabs on to our friend here uh, and moves along. That's what it does. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, there's a saying too about burdock that um, the man who invented Velcro got the inspiration from burdock. Because if you look at the burrs, and there's plenty of them here for you to, to look at. Yeah. If you look at the burrs, they go up and point back down a little bit, like Velcro. And the guy that invented Velcro, I guess it was a guy. At least that's what we're told. Um, he was scratching his head one day, and he was like, I can't figure out the recipe for this thing that I want to make. And he's pulling all the stuff off of his dog. And he says, by golly, that's it. I just got to take the little pieces of plastic and melt them a little bit so that they bend back down. And he got the inspiration to make um, Velcro from the burdock. But I think that the burdock is much more ancient. And it got the idea to invent the dog. <laughs> it said, how the heck am I going to deliver these seeds all around the forest. I know. I'll invent a hairy creature that has four legs and gets a little bit close to, the, to us here. And, uh, and it'll be a friend. It'll be a friend to a bipedal. And that man will, or woman, will pull these things off and throw them into the woods and my work will be done. It'll just take me a few million years, but I got the, I got the plan. Um, so anyway, Going back to the root of the burdock. Um, the root itself, going deep, deep, deep down, um, is, is really high in inulin, which is a non-digestible fiber that's a great prebiotic for our gut. It's for the, the living things inside of us. <laughs> um, to nourish them and to cool off the liver. So when the liver is hot, we could say people become hot-blooded. They become uh, itchy and irritated by all of the things around them. They might be just generally irritated in general. Burdock is a great remedy for the hot-blooded, irritated type of person. Um, it's a good remedy for the liver, and so therefore it's going to be cooling for uh, excess heat that the liver has from drinking scotch all day in August everywhere you go or any time that people have liver uh, heat which could be from not just alcohol but it could also be from uh, inflammatory diet it could be from consuming too many potato chips or seed oils or um, all types of things but i also think about 
our organs not being simply affected by just the things that we consume, but it also might be uh, the place that, that gets hot and overworked, especially if somebody has a personality that is um, a liver personality, which is hot-blooded, type A, likes to organize things. That's what the liver does. Likes to get things done. Likes to have things done in a certain way. First you eat, then you chew. Or the, then you, then I produce the bile. Then it, when the bile's done, then it can go down the tube this way, blah, blah, blah. It's got to be just right, right? So people, sometimes people are like that too. Sometimes people are born like that. Sometimes people become like that. Sometimes we have to adapt to a role like that for some, some period of time. And when that stress occurs, burdock is a great remedy for that. The root. The leaf of burdock is one of my favorite remedies for the sting of nettle. It's awesome. And I love taking burdock as a glove. I'll use it as a glove to harvest the nettle. So if I wanted to harvest that nettle up there, I'll take one of these burdock leaves and I'll just grab it like that if I don't feel like being a tough guy. <laughs> um, and I can just use the burdock leaf to wrap it up. I'll take these burdock leaves and I'll dry them and then I'll infuse them in oil. And it's one of the best um, infused oils for healing the skin, period. There's almost nothing better for healing the skin. Now, this is not well known in herbalism. A lot of, there's a lot of uh, herbal salves that have calendula and comfrey and plantain, which are excellent. But one of, I think, that's something that stands out way better is the, the leaf of burdock. It's one of the best remedies for burns, for all manner of owies, scrapes, bites, um, you know, itches from the damn burrs, that kind of thing. So, alas, if only Bur Burry Man knew that the remedy for his madness before he succumbed to become the dirt from which we stand on now was just the, the burr or just the, the plant itself. Or perhaps he knew all along and is granting us this medicine. Um, who knows? I guess we'll have to find out next August. If anybody goes to South Queen's Ferry, Scotland. I think that's the name. <sighs> Let's see. Burdock. Arcticum lapa is the botanical name. Arctic. Does anyone know what the Arctic is? The word Arctic. We have the Arctic circle, right? And then we have Antarctic, which means against Arctic. Antarctic means against bears. Arctic means bears. Arcticum is the Latin word for bear. So in the sky, we have the big bear, Ursa Major, Ursa Minor, which are uh, constantly sw swirling around the North Star uh about that way in the sky and those represent the seasons as well so there's the bear the bear medicine is always this is a really interesting thing about this plant is its totem connection to the bear i mean it's big it's kind of fuzzy it looks rough and tough like a bear it has a lot of visual signatures of the bear but if we were to observe a bear, if a bear was coming down here and in the springtime and coming out of that cave right there, um, and we were standing on top of it and say, shh, don't see what the bear is going to do. The first thing that it would do is dig up 
the roots of certain plants that it finds to be nourishing and fatty and good for its appetite and good for its liver and good for getting its uh, metabolism back online. Some of those plants include angelica, they include um, uh, osha in North America, but the burdock is one of them. It's oily, uh, bitter, slightly bitter, sweet root that is good medicine for the malnourished bear. So I think of this plant also, not just for the type A, super hot organizing people, but also for the people who are, have like a bear constitution. Think of like your bear constitution type of person and the emaciated person, which almost looks like opposite ends of the, of the morphic spectrum. Somebody who's really thin and wiry and not grounded. There's always kind of up in the clouds. Okay, this is a root, it's rooting but also for the, the bear constitution type that has a hard time like moving digestion and getting things going. And so I think this is a great remedy for all people because it's suited for also that type A person, which is right in the middle. It's a, a great nourishing remedy. Uh, what else can I say about the bear? The bear also is a totem for the underworld. So here we are moving into the hour of darkness, which is the realm of the bear. The bear moves into its hibernation state, into the cave, and it dreams for five months, for six months. So the bear in nature is a representation of the dream world, of the dream lodge, of the winter, of hibernation, of uh, protection of your family, and uh, resourcefulness, and playfulness. So... I'll, I'll leave you that with, with that image of the bear as one of our last lessons here, moving out. And say, um, I guess here, closing out this uh, herb walk, I won't leave you behind. I will guide you on the way out so that you don't become the, the wandering, lost, stinging nettle victim. But... Um, Yes, this is the last herb walk of the year. So I say, close down your uh, public channels, your outward energy. This is a great time of year to do that. Bring your uh, mental energy and emotional energy inwards. That's not just inside of the home, around the hearth, around your family, nourishing around a cook, a cook pot, but also inwards to yourself. Think about the things in yourself that you needed to tend. The, the, the lessons that of the summer that you would like to apply and like to learn. Um, it's not so scary to go into the darkness and into the depths. Um, be prepared to face your shadow and integrate these things, integrate these lessons. Find what, you, um, what serves you and hold on to it. Find what doesn't serve you and let it go with peace. And on the other side... When the sun returns and the days are longer, I will see you again for another herb walk. Thank you. Thank you.